frame boots and a thong is all you can have on because it get wet round here wet round here wet round here wet round here do you know that song um I think I should say no because the only <laughs> other time I've heard the song was when you showed it to me the last time I saw yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Like, have you heard the song? So the the real answer is no. If if like I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I feel like only a it's select. Not, it sounds like an SNL Two Chains impression. <laughs> nope, it is a real song by a real person that was played on a real radio station in Atlanta when I was in college, my senior year to be exact. I mean, here let's. I just I want y'all to hear this because it's the most ridiculous thing in the world. Rain boots and a thong is all you can have on. Cause it get wet round here, 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 wet round here. Well, that's a masterpiece. It's a masterpiece. You can't convince me otherwise. No, that I'm truly. You got weather and fashion together. How often does that happen? I guess every season. Yeah, every fall, winter, twenty one. Let's start the show. Okay, I'm Maddie Germs. And I'm Shawnee. And we're two queer babes talking about mental health, pop culture, and whatever the hell else we want. And today we're talking about what happens when you're feeling fine. Yeah, sometimes things are just chill. What the heck do you say to your therapist? Let's, I don't know, I have anxiety right now. Trying to talk slick all up in my ear and shit. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of QBT. Um, uh, so cute. I, I know. How you doing? I think I'm fine. I, uh, yeah, I didn't have homework this weekend. So like that looming kind of like you have something to do all weekend um, is not there. I was so distracted last week with all the power outages and then like being behind on homework and all this stuff. Like it, yeah, the whole week I felt like I was behind because of the weekend of no time Nothing. and yeah. like whatever but combined with president's day which is like oh did you have that day off no but that was the day that i had no power like all day long i didn't have it off day. but other people did so like nothing actually got done but it was very much so that like no power or power on and off and yeah. then a holiday so really my work week started on like tuesday afternoon yeah. it felt like yeah um but speaking of homework on your end okay for the sub slut this week uh, we want to know like what cognitive distortions you could identify uh, over the course of your week. So I'm just going to ask you that. Yeah. Um, I think the one that showed up for me kind of unexpectedly was this like mind reading kind of thing, which is, you know, talking about what we talked about last week. It's the, it's the one where you are kind of mulling over a situation in an anxiety type of way based off of what you assume is going to happen if you say something like, it's like uh, putting on other people what you think that they're going to do without giving them the opportunity to show up to the occasion or whatever, you know? Mm. Um, I just, I had a situation that was just in my head and I took it to therapy and I, like through talking it out through therapy, I was like, oh my God, I had a podcast episode about this recently. <laughs> I'm doing the thing that I, and I, it helped me a little bit. I actually didn't end up moving into the conversation I was avoiding, because, but because I was talking it out in these other ways. But I didn't hold the anxiety around it anymore because I recognized that I was, like, projecting mad shit onto mm. someone that had no consent over that. So that was something that I was doing. What about you? How'd you <laughs> how did you uh, continue to... Literally, like, almost the same thing. I feel like we must have had almost similar therapy sessions because... <laughs> uh... What came up for me was the sort of the shoulds and the coulds and all, the, and all those things. Uh-huh. Um, 
which is essentially like you should be doing this you should be doing that um for whatever reason whether it's because you were told that at a younger age or whether it's for like a moral value sort of reason right um but i didn't even it's something i've always been very aware of in my life but i don't think that i quite understood how much it contributes to my constant feeling of being like overwhelmed or stretched thin um, and that came up in therapy this week because just like any other week, I was like, I'm stressed out. I'm tired. I'm overwhelmed. I'm so tired of this feeling. Yeah. Does it ever go away? Or is this just it for the rest of my life? Yeah. Um, which also reminds me of that article that I sent you this week. Um, yeah. Which was, there have been a lot of these things written about it, but there's this one Twitter account that I was following that like, every time there's an article about like what it feels like and the specific like... Um, I'm going to use the word psychosis. I don't mean psychosis, but like the, the, that dread of being a single person during the pandemic that feels so different than everyone else who is like living with other people. And like, there was also that SNL skit that came out last night about Loco where like, Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Um, well, there's a little SNL skit where like, she is like, I'm a bad bitch in the club. And then she was like, and you're going to fuck me. And he's like, no, I'm a figment of your imagination. She's like on the couch, like with frizzy hair. It's like, <laughs> maybe I'm a little bit loco. Like it's a little, it's a little, um, I, I saw this tweet that said, um, SNL is like Twitter for people yes. who watch YouTube. Yes. <laughs> like, I saw something else that was very similar to that. Um, <laughs> but also I love the idea of that skit because it is my life. I think you'd really like it. When I saw you, I almost sent it to you, but then I was like, no, they watch SNL, so they'll see it. But I'll, anyway. probably, I'll see it later on today. Yeah, that's me in a nutshell. Um, all I do is make music videos for myself. Um, yeah, but anyways, these shoulds came up for me because I'm constantly overwhelmed, and my therapist actually pointed it out and was just like, like, why do you feel like you have to live up to all these things? And like, she said, like, what are all these shoulds that you keep like telling yourself? And I was like, fuck, girl. Did you listen to the podcast? <laughs> she doesn't. I don't think. <laughs> I'm going to have a conversation with you offline about that. Oh. Um, I could, I guess I can do it here. I guess I just, I don't have an answer for it, but I sometimes think that too. Yeah. Where I'm like, should I just send my therapist and this episode that we just did and be like, can we pick up from this? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want to have this conversation again. Honestly, can you just listen and then like... <laughs> So I'll give you some cue marks. My therapy sessions are on Thursdays usually. Okay. And the episodes come out on Wednesdays. So maybe I should just be sending my therapist like the Wednesday episode. Yeah. And like, here's what we're talking about. This yeah. <laughs> or you listen back and then you just like write a couple notes of like based yeah, yeah, off yeah. of that. Um, I also just wanted to name that like we started last episode, I think, in a jokey like state of shock around the ice and the frozen things mm-hmm. and all that stuff. I just want to name that obviously I feel very grateful that the worst thing that I experienced was annoyance and having to throw out some food. I I was deeply annoyed and I was a little cold and so much infinitely better than other folks yeah. who have been without power for weeks and like Austin and Dallas and these other places in Texas having to like have water stuff people having to be rescued like i did i didn't mean to be disrespectful in the like it's cold in here intro yeah. last week i uh i and i don't no one like wrote us in i just i reflected on that when i heard back i was like this can be a little you know yeah. not considerate but I well, just we also name, i don't we, think we knew i don't think we knew all the details around no. whatever that company is whose name is weird uh, that apparently has just been dropping the ball left and right. Yeah. Well, let's get into it. What about it? I mean, yeah. So this Texas thing is, um, 
I've listened to a lot of really cool podcasts, like hour-long podcasts this week, kind of really breaking down like how the energy thing happened, but yeah. just like condensed, condensed, condensed version. Essentially, Texas has privatized its energy so much so to be away from federal regulation, which Republicans are naming like the green influence, the like um, the desire to put in liberal ideology into how we manage energy mm-hmm. that, so that they're so disconnected. Whereas like other places in the United States, if the East and West coast, for example, if one of them loses power, they're connected in a way that the East coast could, if they also aren't in turmoil, could send power to us. That's like something that could happen. But Texas has privatized and gotten out of government influence so much that they are managing it themselves. Huh. And guess what? They, sucked at it yeah so those didn't they learn that with Enron no um, so <laughs> that I know about <laughs> so this privatization essentially they then had like I think it was the governor who got on was like it's the wind and solar energy that fucked us over and it it literally wasn't it was outages that mostly came from natural gas production and frozen supplies at natural gas in coal and nuclear facilities, not from solar and wind failures. That just, like, wasn't what happened. Um, I was just blaming Ted Cruz. Well, I mean, <laughs> Ted Cruz, that fucking idiot. And also make I just it... like him a lot. <laughs> I mean, making it making mullets bad for everyone. Did you see that awful mullet? Like Mullets, beards, just, like... Whatever Ted Cruz is doing, don't do that. <laughs> I know. Yeah, Maddie, you have to get a whole I'm new look. I'm fucked. I got a, <laughs> a whole new look. Ted Cruz took my look. Um, tell me about Ted Cruz, though. Oh, I don't know much other than that fool went to Cancun, was spotted in the airport on his way to Cancun. Right. And he is his, I mean, his home state is Texas. Yeah. Um, While everyone else is freezing and yeah. dying and boiling their water, he said, I'm taking, I'm going to Cancun. For that. And then because everyone called him out on it as soon as he was spotted in the airport, he then just basically landed and flew back because he was like stupid. He was like, all right, so I might have made a mistake. But he blamed his kids for it. He said my little girls needed a vacation, like oh, threw his children under, under the, bus. the bus. In the same way that he like didn't stick up for his wife when Trump called her like a, you know, something stupid. But You let um, an entire state just burn? Yeah. Sorry, freeze? Because your kids I, want to go on vacation? I feel like that... <laughs> Cancun image was like he just filmed his opposition's campaign material. Like you know what I mean? Oh like, yeah, done. It was. I mean, obviously it's Texas. Who knows what it would happen? But I hope they will remember this come voting season. Um, but well, it's how also the Enron thing went. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it's it's also really annoying. Speaking of voting season, I feel like Democrats are just doing everything in their power to not get reelected in 22 and 24. <laughs> like, yeah. from, like, the lack of stimulus checks to also Joe Biden having this town hall recently where, like, he basically scoffed and laughed at this girl talking to him about student debt and proposing essentially the same policy that Elizabeth Warren and uh, maybe Bernie Sanders. I don't I know Elizabeth Warren was one of the authors yeah. of this plan to cancel up to $50,000 of student debt and he goes on this whole thing about like it would be maximum ten thousand dollars and it would have to be from certain institutions because like basically he was saying that like if you went to an ivy league institution then that should disqualify you from having student debt relief which is just like ignorant of who takes loans and why yeah um not everyone who goes to those institutions is like 
funded by generations of wealth. A lot of people are, but not yeah. everyone is. And then he was like, to go to a public school, like it's cheaper and you can probably get a scholarship because you're going to like a state school. Right. If it's private, then you absolutely are probably paying more than 50,000 and are going to need that. Right. I mean, everyone's situation is different, but the point is to generalize on who takes student debt and why. It goes back to what I was talking about last week about means testing. It's like Democrats constantly being like, we'd love to do this, but here's these 97 stipulations that then cuts out so many people from the opportunity to access it um then started making all these weird equivalencies of like if we do that we can't do um uh preschool or uh um not daycare but like child watching for all which was like an uh which is great um and you know free community colleges it's just like he keeps creating these false dichotomies also just came out recently and being like, uh, actually, the deportation thing, I was lying about that. Oh like, God. and is deporting just as much people as folks before him, you know? Like, we may not have kids in cages, but we have, like, nice new, um, you know, like, transition facilities. Like, d- Democrats just like to look, put, like, a rainbow flag on shit and be like, it's the same bitch. Yeah. <sighs> That's annoying. Anyway, what are we They're listening to? Rough start. <laughs> rough start for rough. Democrats. Um, uh, what are we listening to? So there was a, like, I guess a good chunk of music that came out this week from, uh, I'm not going to say lesser known artists, but like not your pop stars. Let's say that. Okay. Um, uh, I have not made it all the way through this album, but SG Lewis released Time. Okay. I knew nothing of SG Lewis, uh, aside from, I think, I Carlos. Know. Okay. <laughs> telling me about him like sure. a couple of years ago. And then it was like, oh yeah, I've heard these songs before. And realized that I'm a fan. Um, this album's good. I've cute. listened to the Robin and Channel Trace song. It's cute. Also, the Robin and Channel Trace like thing needs to continue happening. I like it. Yeah, I'm uh, loving like featuring Channel Trace on. Yeah, like almost everything. I'm like into it. Yeah, do it. Um, what I else? still love that one from the Disclosure album. It's, it's really good. good. Especially it's like right after the Khalees one, and it just yeah. it. Ugh, it's so great. Anyway, Remember we saw them live before they were like a thing. Oh, I thought you were talking about Disclosure, and I was like, mm, No, I've never seen I must have been blackout. I don't remember that. I don't remember that. Um, but that album came out. I like it so far. Cool. Um, it sounds very S.G. Lewis, so... Cool. <laughs> there's that. Um, and then there's Jealous by Mahalia, featuring Rico Nasty. Um, Mahalia has a song with Ella May. No, Ella Mai. Fuck. My, 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 my. My. Oh, I thought you were saying the, like, the initials. This no. poor girl, she don't deserve she our disrespect. <laughs> um, yeah, so Mahalia has a song with uh, Ella Mai that I know. Cute. I think is I know what you did. That's the only reason I know who this woman is. But then I saw that she did a song with Rico Nasty, and I said, "Girl, you're making the right collaborations in my book." And the song is cute. It's like a I've listened to a few seconds. It came up on my Spotify too, yeah. and then when I saw it here, I listened to it. Um, Smooth little R and B track with Rico Nasty not being as aggressively Rico Nasty. Yeah. Which I can get into. Um, the Positions Deluxe album, I I don't really care that much, but there was one song that I did enjoy from it. Um, it was like one of the last ones, and it was like, oh, I wish this had been on the... Mm. Um, <clears throat> it all still felt I like think it's worse behavior. time music to me. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a different vibe. I, I definitely... But... This is how much I don't listen to uh, Positions. 
I when the deluxe came out, I went in and was like, I don't know where the uh, regular album I know, same, starts same and the deluxe or where the regular regular album stops and the deluxe starts. Agree. Um but yeah, I figured it out and was like, I I could have done without these as well. Yeah. And the, that includes the, that thirty four plus thirty five remix. Um I still like it. I I listened to that before I listened to the one just with her. The plain one. Right. Um, the, the mayo one um, uh, uh, spicy oh. mayo um, uh, but I liked the video I thought the video was cute where they're, you like, know you're supposed to pronounce Ariana Grande's name Grandy Grandy yeah Rihanna Grandy ugh you can't do it it doesn't, it doesn't sound right yeah um, what's, what's this flowers oh okay so first of all I don't know who on Kelly Rowland's team is not promoting her anyone music that and she's, telling anybody yeah. things must be the same people working with Normani but oh like God. She posted a teaser of music recently. Normani? Yes, on Twitter. She was like, just thoughting around, you know, just, you know, the Instagram glow filter and like, and there was some like new music playing in the background. I think that she's coming soon. And by soon, it could be November. (laughs) But like, but at least there's like semblance of her being a working girl again, you know? Okay, good, good. Um, Kelly Rowland, she's been releasing music almost like every week or like every other week and if i wasn't just like somebody that follows kelly Rowland, i probably would have no idea because it doesn't yeah. show up on the new release section of spotify i feel like it doesn't show up on any of the playlists that like give me new music maybe like people who have titles see it i don't know hmm maybe i'm not seeing it and that's a problem anyways she's like i'm making music for me if you listen to it great yeah i feel <laughs> like i have to like go to her page on spotify to find yeah. her music yeah. or just randomly be on youtube and be like oh shit there's a video for this which is exactly what happened for this flower song uh i got on youtube and was like what is kelly Rowland doing in this red outfit looking gorgeous and i was like i haven't seen this video before oh this just came out 12 hours ago um, it's a really pretty video. It's uh, her. She's in red and another more colorful look. She's pregnant as fuck. Oh, um, she's not doing much. She's just standing there looking pretty. Um, Good for her. And I would too if I were just like doing her. that. It's honestly, I like Kelly Rowland leaning into this. It's kind of what she did for the coffee video, where it's just like black people looking yeah. gorgeous, being shot well, being yeah. shot correctly with the right colors and hues, and her just embodying all of that is like a dark-skinned black woman gorgina um i haven't watched the video yet but i it's queued up here yeah. i'm gonna watch it afterwards the song itself is uh it's okay like it's not like a it's definitely not like a single or anything i definitely think that she's just been releasing music to release music i don't know if an album is actually going to be coming anytime soon um cool. but i mean it's it's there it's not my favorite kelly Rowland song but i'm proud of her for the video is this katrinata song new this caution song i i think so okay cool i haven't listened to it yet but i we can add it it's also very uh similar to sg lewis it's very katronada i'm like oh yep this is a katronada song i listen (laughs) i honestly truly the qbt playlist but also just it is that because it's like music we like we're talking about it so it's like easy to have that there um but um I have just been getting so much joy and just spending three, like one to four songs in the morning, just really like dancing, like getting Mm. my heart rate up at like eight o'clock before I have to be and just like really dancing and then taking a shower. Like sweating? Sometimes. Like, I mean, it depends on my mood, but if I wake up in a sort of good mood and or even if I'm not in the best mood, it like makes me feel confident in my body because I'm like... 
you know, like just yeah, whatever. And then it also is like just a a wake up thing to do. And I, it's easy because it's like very small amounts of time, but it's just yeah. like it's like I'm gonna bring the club to my brain for like six minutes, and then I'm gonna go to work. So you're gonna be like loco SNL. Yes, loco loco. You get it. Um, wait, you do that with the QBT playlist? Uh huh. The QBT playlist on Spotify. Yes. The As Heard on QBT is, on Spotify. Which is also where our podcast is. Yes. Um, <laughs> the other, th- there's this really, really, really cute song, um, Serpent with Feet. They also had that fellowship song. They're like, my friends. Oh, I think that was on there. This new one, um, which I think is going to be from the same project, is called Same Size Shoe. And it's just about like being in love and his lover has the same shoe size as him and like oh. it's just like um that is hella cute it's so cute the chorus <laughs> is like me and my boo have the same size shoe that's like the chorus and yeah. it's so cute but there's just like the the opening line is never never heard truth come from skinny lips and i just oh. <laughs> that's so fucking funny and so good um it's the truth it's very cute Happy i don't know like history month it's just i love <laughs> you know uh, seeing a black queer person write a black queer love song, mm-hmm. um, and it is not pretentious, right? It is like just uh, allowing itself to be in its feels a little bit, and I think it's super, super cute. I I like these lyrics. Um, okay, this Cruella trailer. You didn't like it. I don't know. It was exactly what I was expecting from this movie. Like okay. when I saw the trailer, I said, "Yep, this is." What my expectation was. It is Maleficent, but Cruella. It's it's a lot of... Uh, I wish there was a word for this with trailers. Maybe it's just the point of trailers, but like, that is not what the movie's going to be like at all. The movie's going to be trash, I feel like. Yeah, but the trailer, be... to me, like, it got me excited. Okay. But... I don't know if I buy Emma Stone as her. And um, is it that you just don't buy her British accent because you have a thing with Americans speaking I, British? Uh, true. Uh, I didn't even think about that. Uh, I think for me though, it's just hard. Like this movie that they're trying to make was the live action remake of yeah, 101 Dalmatians. Like Glenn Close's wardrobe was so good in that mm. movie that she wrote it into her contract to keep the clothes. And like I just. I saw things reposted recently of like stills from that movie and like mood boards from that movie. And it just like the costumes were so cool. And even still, they don't look dated like yeah. what I was seeing. And this Cruella thing like came out and I'm just, she like Hunger Games her hood off or whatever. And I'm just like, I don't, oh God, I don't know. If, <laughs> I just don't know if I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I buy it. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. You're right. You're right. You're not wrong. Um, it's I just think like, that maybe the excitement for me also. It's just like the they've Joker. been talking about this Cruella movie for. I feel like the first time I heard about this Cruella movie was five years ago or six yeah. years ago, and I'm like, oh, the trailer came out, and I was like, oh wait, this is actually happening during a Panera Bread. <laughs> what if instead of Emma Stone, it was Dominique Jackson, Electra from Pose, Maddie? I almost threw this mic <laughs> at you. The, she would be an amazing I, crew. I know. <laughs> Damn. Um, That's an amazing idea. And now we need to get a petition started. I mean. Disney would never let that happen. But Maybe whenever they do the like <laughs> musical of 101 Dalmatians, like they gave Queen Latifah. Didn't they give her the oh, yeah. musical version of Ursula? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one watched that. Um, 
did you like this Mortal Kombat trailer? I saw a lot of people really excited for it. I'm excited for it. The trailer was whatever. Um, it's like a red band trailer, so there was like a lot of blood and gore, and that makes me happy because I'm like, okay, we're gonna get like a rated R, like explicit. Sort is that of what Mortal red Kombat. band means? It mm-hmm. just like is like there's they, we might say the f word in the trailer. Yeah. Okay. As opposed to green band, which is your typical trailer. MPAA approved. There you go. Okay. Um, yeah, I just, I'm excited for cussing and gore and all that. <laughs> um, I don't even, it could, it could literally be the Mortal Kombat from the 90s that we've, I think we've all seen by this point. And we've talked about it before. It looked cool. Yeah, it looked cool. <laughs> just make it look cool with it blood and cussing sense. and I'm happy as an yeah. adult. So, because yeah. I mean, kids aren't going to watch. I feel like kids these days, are they even playing Mortal Kombat? Like, do they really... Does Mortal Kombat even resonate with them? Well, there was that new one that Get came out. Get over here. There's that new one that came out recently, though. Like, yeah, last year. Still feel like nobody young played that. Maybe so. I have no idea. I also don't play video games, though. So. Yeah, I was like, I don't, I don't think I can speak to what the kids are doing because I'm not one and I don't play games like that. So I don't know. Um, That's it for me with TV and film because this week was insane for me and I did not turn on. I turned on my TV like once to watch UK Drag Race. Yeah. I mean, I really, truly, for me, it's just like, I like when I'm stressed out to not have to pick what I'm watching. Mm. So I've just been trying to get through True Blood, which in season five, I guess, spoiler alert, but like in season five, when Tara gets turned into a vampire, the way that Pam treats Mm. her is questionable. Like, questionable. Like, wait, what happened? What is she? Because it's like the whole like maker, which like, and it's vi- and like they can command her, so it becomes Did Pam very- make yes okay at the request of Lafayette and Sookie because Tara got shot by Debbie, who is Alcide's ex. Yes, okay. okay. Um, but it, the way Pam is talking to her, I'm like, you as a white woman, Pam, cannot talk to Tara that way, <laughs> right? Like, like you, like you cannot say like it's like it's inches away from saying master, like it's like inches yeah, yeah, away yeah. from that, and like. There are times where she plays into making people think that she is being rude and racist to Tara. And then in the background, we'll be like, actually, bitch, I love the shit out of you. So it's like this weird. The role it plays in some ways is showing Pam kind of like more from this like bitchy bouncer into like this fully fleshed out character. I mean, but really, as I'm watching True Blood, the only characters that are tolerable are Pam and Lafayette. Like, everyone else sucks. But. I was just gonna say, Pam was... Pam and Lafayette were my favorite part. Like, yeah. if they weren't in a scene, I was like, I don't care. I don't care. Which, like, <laughs> season five, they do get a lot more, but... honestly got on my nerves. It was, like, she did, I think to some extent, but... season, like, two or three... After season two is when everything was like, what's going on? But, like, uh, I I mean, after season two, I was like, I don't know if I like you like that anymore. Yeah. I mean, they just... They did her real dirty in that they show. Um, and that's... The other thing that I'm watching, though, is Good Girls with Retta and uh, Christina Hendricks. I have heard nothing but good things about that show. It's really good. And I need to really just, like, I would not do say what it's I did great. with a good place. It's, like, not... It's network television, yeah. so there's, like, some predictability to it. I don't love that the cop on the show is the black family. I always hate that, and I hate that a lot of their moral dilemma is about, like... So you hate Family Matters? And yeah. Carl Winslow? I mean, oh in retrospect, God. yeah. Um, <laughs> but the, o- the only other thing from Netflix that I watched was the new Rosamund Pike uh, movie, I Care A Lot, where she basically, oh, it's yeah. it's Gone Girl with a different haircut. Like, it's a different <laughs> blunt bob. Then I will watch it. 
And she has the same very narrative over. Spencer was watching it and not loving it that much and was like, what is with this cold ghost woman? <laughs> but um, that is, that's Rosamund Pike. That is yeah. her brand. But like essentially what it is is she uh, utilizes conservatorship, Free Britney, um, to get elderly folks like in the care of a home and then we'll sell all their assets and like make money off of them essentially oh shit and then it's like a whole movie about that and then she like does it to the wrong bitch and then see crazy stuff ensues and then oh, it's yeah, a I payback like movie it's like it's two hours long it should it shouldn't have been that long okay but um is it as beautifully shot as, as gone girl it's very beautiful i would say the script is weaker but also okay. Gone Girl script is kind of weak. I don't know. It just depends. I think if you're in the mood for yeah. watching her make bad decisions and like, it's a villain movie, right? Like she's not a protagonist. It's honestly, this is, she like is what Cruella or you like- wants to be. Ah, you know what I mean. It's like it, like it, like it's like this origin story. Like, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, what this, is, were you asking? G-rated Cruella movie is supposed to be what I'm assuming is at least rated. TV 14. Oh, it's TVMA. It's, There's like yep. things in Sue. I, I wanted to be nice. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, what else is going on? Did baby called Jojo Siwa, Siwa a bitch? Why? In a rap, he just out of nowhere was like, bitch, Jojo Siwa, bitch. Like, for no, like, no one knows why. I mean, there obviously... Really some beef that we don't know about, which would be the strangest beef. No, it's not that. It's baby loves being relevant in these ways at the expense of women um mm. and uh i think because she was in the news it was also during a quote like freestyle so like people are arguing like it just was on his mind i'm like it still doesn't make any fucking sense like this queer girl you're gonna fucking call she's done nothing to harm anyone is she annoying and like whatever maybe but don't like, even rhyme i don't know i didn't hear the thing <laughs> i just like i everyone was like why did he do that um Leave Jojo Siwa alone. Like, she's just having a girlfriend and being cute and, like, trying okay. to, like, rule Walmart. Let her be. Because we're I don't think we're going to ever get an apology from baby in the future like we got a weak one from Justin Timberlake. No, he barely apologized for punching those girls in the face. <laughs> <laughs> like, why is he going to apologize for this? Like, um, Kanye oh and Kim. I, okay, I read this divorce is official thing. I thought this happened two months ago. No, uh, you just wanted it to have happened two months ago. I thought she said we're getting a divorce. Like I, I was so confused. It was just like in the uh, gossip mags. Okay, uh, but it wasn't like official or like <clears throat> no word had actually come out about it. And then a lot of people were saying that she was gonna tie it to like the last episode or like this last season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Oh yeah, which, duh, smart, duh. Um, I don't know if that's what happened, but TMZ confirmed. Good that for... is happening. Um, the sad thing is it probably won't even give us a good Kanye album. No. <laughs> it, It'll give us... Sometime in the past that might have happened. An even more strange, just bad album. That... I will listen to whatever song he likes. like. will fucking consume and won't shut up about. I will listen to a track that just, like, tells secrets. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because we're going to get at least one of those. Yeah. He'd be dumb not to. Well, I actually, now I'm really intrigued with how all this is going to go down because Kim Kardashian obviously shares her entire life with everybody and Kanye loves attention. So it's like... I think we're going to get content from this divorce for at least a year. I think we're going to get it for like 10 years. 
Like when Northwest comes yeah. out and writes her own perspective yeah, of like what I happened. I really think that in a decade we will still maybe so be hearing about this divorce and what went wrong and like I don't know because she spent all this time talking about he's my I mean a lot of people do this he's my soulmate like here's how we met like the first time I saw him I was the stylist for Paris Hilton and like his name starts with a K and everybody in the family just this whole thing um it does feel sad but it also is like uh hmm. and they genuinely as much as I find them annoying because I find them both annoying separately I was like, or individually I was like this is a good couple it makes sense I in my them head as a couple. I think like, they I made, made beautiful some, babies I was gonna say they made gorgeous children um, and it made sense for me it adds up and I never once was like no I think she really loves him and he loves her I don't well no I don't know what happened for the divorce truly I mean I I feel like when I you have a few guesses as big of an ego as both of them and then there's potentially this like rumor slash confirmed mental illness sort mm-hmm. of like in the middle of all of that like and I think I've talked about this before I feel weird about a white family doing their best to control a black man that has been married into it like yeah w- but their brand is control because like you're like they tell everything and it's like they do but I they make c- very clear decisions about what's shared and what's right. not and so um I could also see this divorce like you know they get a there's a diss track out but like they had conversations over dinner about like what would be fine to talk about and what would it be? You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. just, that's the type of thing that, the the type of messy control that I think that they offer. Honestly, in direct opposition to that is this Dolly Parton thing where she's like, <laughs> it is a, in the middle of a um, COVID-19 outbreak. I have just spent some time doing vaccines. Building a statue to me should not be a priority. If you want to do this in the future, I'd love to have this <laughs> conversation and I'm flattered. Yeah. But like, it feels really weird to erect a statue of me <laughs> During this time. Yeah. Which she also denied getting the vaccine first because she was like, just because I paid for it, I don't want it to seem like you have money is access to something. Let me tell you, Dolly Parton is saying the right thing. Yeah. She could be an evil witch of a woman. for all I know, (laughs) but guess what? She's saying the right thing. Yeah, she is. She is. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I agree 100% with her words. I was like... Yeah, why are y'all worried about building a statue in Tennessee? How about you get those COVID cases down? That might be important first. My home state. Yeah. Um, what is this? Malia Obama is... Malia Obama! I'm really excited about this because um, she's always voiced like wanting to <clears throat> go into entertainment and into like media and whatnot. Is she the one that had those like weed pictures released recently? That was, or was that Sasha. The other one? Okay. Yeah, that was Sasha. The is Malia one. the younger one? Sasha. Malia's the older one. Okay. Oh shit, I should really know this. I'm I, sorry. I'm pretty sure I do. Edit this out. Yes, Malia's the older one. Okay, okay, I was not wrong. I know my black history facts. You can keep it in. <laughs> it's Black History Month. <laughs> <laughs> um, Malia and Obama. Um, yes, joining uh, Donald Glover's writing team on a new show. It is not cool. the show we talked about last week, Miss, Mrs. and Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Uh-huh. Um, I would love a Mrs. and Mrs. Smith. I was gonna. S- oh shit! No, no shade to Donald Glover. No, but that would be great. Let's get a petition started. <laughs> I'm. I'm just gonna petition everything. Get, get uh, Emma Stone out of Cruella, and make Mrs. and Mrs. Smith. Okay, again. what if instead of a sequel to Ocean's Eight, the sort of like unofficial sequel is. 
Kate Blanchett and um, who's the other one? The Blindside Woman. Sandra Bullock. Uh huh. <laughs> doing um, <laughs> doing Mrs. and Mrs. Smith outfits for days. Ooh, I watch guns. it. I know. I would too. Oh my god, I was talking to a friend the other day about for um, Sandra. What what were we even saying? Anyways, the joke that came out of it was Sandra Bullock tried to cure racism twice and it failed. Crash and the blind oh, side. Oh fucking Crash! <laughs> um, well, let's hope that Malia writes a better story. Better than story that. than Crash. Yeah. Um, very That's excited about cool. this. The show is supposed to revolve around a Beyonce-like figure. Cool. That's literally the only detail that we know. And Malia's like my god mom. Yeah. <laughs> done. <laughs> yeah. I'll have it written tomorrow. Um, yeah. So I'm really excited for her and good for you, girl. Like joining a writing team and it be Donald Glover, who is a big deal. I think that's super people. cool. Yeah. Um, I'm, I've been excited and waiting to see how these young women sort of enter into adulthood and mm-hmm. smoking can, weed and writing shows. I mean, cool. I can't yeah. imagine what it's like to have a dad who is like an enigma to some extent, right? Like the mm-hmm. oh, Michelle and Barack Obama are these like quintessential sort of like, in some ways, respectability politics kind of like rise to whatever. But like, what does that mean to be that child and be yeah. like, I'm actually not running for president. I want to be way more human than you were allowed to be. I'm excited to see what that does for them. So Didn't uh, Chelsea Clinton go through like a thing? I feel like all, like if you... You mean like doing blow with the Bush sisters? Is that what was happening? I don't know. I don't remember. I just remember there was like, her name was in the news. And I'm like, this always happens when you're a president's child. Like you're going to be in the news for being a normal person. Do you remember my date with the president's daughter that was sort of based on <laughs> Chelsea Clinton? Yes, I remember that movie. The way you started that sentence, I was like, I'm sorry, what? My date with the president's daughter. daughter. My date with the president's daughter. Oh, yeah. Who was in that? Was it that kid from uh, Not Boy Meets World? Yeah. Yeah, actually. The older no, the brother. brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Eric. Mm hmm. I don't remember who the daughter was, though. It feels like it was Vanessa Hudgens, but it wasn't. No, I feel like it was that girl who was in that, um, sup- not Super Size. Um,. She's wearing, like, a pink dress. Anyway, we'll figure it out. Uh, You want to take a break? (laughs) Let's take a break. (laughs) Okay, bye. Okay, we are back. And it's time to do some work. Let's get into the work. So this week we are thinking about... Something that I've Googled before, I think it came up for you recently too, but it's essentially that that's 30 minute to maybe even like the day before a therapy session where you're like, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to talk about. Yeah. Or like, actually, I feel kind of fine. What am I supposed to do in therapy? Yeah. So we're just offering some musings around like some things that I've done in the past, what I have uh, hopes to do in the future, but like... When that situation has come up for you, what does that make you think about? What are you feeling? Where are you going? Et cetera. Yeah. I mean, I feel like for me, it's been two different routes. It's either I am truly content and fine. Like I just, I feel like I don't have anything to bring to the session or um, literally it just dropped out of my head. So let's just run with that for now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I feel like usually this comes up for me when uh to your point like I feel fine I feel content I feel like there's no major issue in life I'm not 
sad or angry or stressed out or whatever it's like i'm coming into that session just like i i don't know like i feel fine so yeah. i don't really have anything to talk about right um and it has it has caused me anxiety going into therapy in the past that was what i was gonna say the the first thing i think if you get nothing else out of this episode we're gonna offer many ideas of ways you can go mm-hmm. the first thing for yourself that you can do though is just tell yourself Therapy is for me. However I show up is the right way to show up. Exactly. And like, obviously there's always going to be anxieties, but like it is your therapist's job, not your job to maybe take you somewhere that you don't know where you need to go or Mm -hmm. or respond to how you're showing up in the moment. Yeah. You don't, there is no way to be a quote, like good client. Like you just showing up is the work to, exactly. to some sometimes and i think that one thing that you can do is i think you said this off podcast but i think it's a good place to start is like if you're feeling that and you feel like your verbal skills are working just start talking mm-hmm. and i think it can even be okay to be like hey listen i kind of feel okay this week i don't really know where to go right now but i'm just gonna like blah and you just start talking and then oops you found the thing that was underlying wednesday that like yeah. you didn't really know was underlying because you felt fine in quotation marks. You can't see that, listeners, but I'm doing quotation marks. Um, sometimes yeah. that just talking and getting in that headspace unlocks the stuff that was lying underneath the surface. Yeah, it didn't happen this week, but literally last week, um, I, I like went into therapy thinking, I don't know what I'm going to talk to this woman about today. Um, got in there sometimes she asked me if I want to do a mindful moment uh, or if I would just want to jump into it I was trying to buy time so I was like yeah let's just use up some of my time with you to just meditate together um, and we did that for like 10 minutes and it was time to start the session and I was like fuck I still don't have anything to talk about yeah. like I am fine um, and Which I, th- I think oh go 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 and I this is probably what you were going to say um, and I told her that I was like Honestly, I feel kind of content, like nothing has really happened. And this was after I think I hadn't seen her for two weeks. Um, And it was I was just like, I don't know, like things have been fine the last couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. Like I have a handle on things like I don't feel stressed out or overwhelmed. And she was like, that's great, Sean, like, which is what this ended up being. But I didn't think about it because, you know, you don't think about these things. It's just therapist's job to think about them. But um, she was like, let's talk about that. Like. How is this making you feel? Like, yeah. can we just take a second to like understand and realize and be aware of the fact that like you're not overwhelmed today? Yeah. Reflect on the contentment. Yeah. Hold gratitude that maybe some of this work in therapy is working. Exactly. <laughs> and then she proceeded for the rest of the session along with me to highlight to sort bully of, you to bully me <laughs> and say, "How dare you show up to my session? Fine. You're supposed to be fucked up. You're supposed here. to be fucked up. <laughs> I don't have a job anymore. Why aren't you crying?" <laughs> Um, I swear to God, my therapist just wants me to cry sometimes. And I'm like, girl, not today. I think that you should tell her sometime that you think that she wants you to cry and see what she says. Well, here's the thing. I want to cry sometimes. But then I'm like, but 
We'll get into this on another episode okay. about just catharticism and what it means to sort of release an emotion, mm-hmm. um, because that is something I also talked about this week with her, which was sometimes I can do that and sometimes I can't. Um, but anyways, maybe it's such- transference. <laughs> maybe she's born with it. Maybe. <laughs> uh, we have a really good relationship. She always asks me, like, how am I doing? And I'm like, you're doing great, girl, but yeah. don't do this next time. And she's like, all right, got you. That's that's a great idea. So something that I think can be done in the spaces where you don't really, quote, know what to talk about You can spend that session building your relationship with your therapist, Mm -hmm. reflecting on there's not often times for clients to give like job evaluations for therapists. So on the sessions where you're not really like feeling it or knowing where to go with it or just like all I could really do is show up today. I haven't given much thought to it. Spending some time just being like this is what's worked for me so far. I actually found it frustrating when you did this. I think that so many people Mm -hmm. are afraid to critique their therapist. Um, and obviously there's no reason to be rude, but if you want to be rude, okay, it's your session. Like, you know, whatever. But like, sometimes you show up to a session not knowing what to say because last session your therapist said something that really pissed you off Mm. or rubbed you the wrong way. And you don't even really realize going into it that you're holding back because of that. Yes. But like, I think it's a good thing to explore. Just be like, you know what? I'm sitting here in this moment and I'm kind of just recognizing that last week... I felt like you didn't pay enough attention to this or Mm -hmm. that you were distracted or whatever. Therapists can have bad days too. And unless you kind of tell them sometimes that something's bothering you, they may not know. Ideally, they do know and they maybe should know, but therapists are humans too. And if you want this longevity and this relationship to have sustainability, building that relationship takes communication and conversation and work too takes communication, takes trust, and you're not going to build that if you can't have an honest conversation with the one person you should probably be able to have an honest conversation with because you were paying them. Yeah. Literally, you were paying the money for an honest conversation. Why would you dip yourself out of that? Right. Um, But I think to your point and to mine, I think the one of the first things you can do is just start talking. Like if you... With this, the reason why this topic came up for me is just because, um, like I started off with the episode saying, last week I went into therapy thinking, um, God, what am I going to talk to her about? Like, what should I talk to my therapist about? Uh, which is a cognitive distortion. Mm-hmm. And then that ended up being what our conversation was about because I just started talking mm-hmm. last week uh, about things. I didn't even realize that I was overwhelmed, even though like in hindsight, I'm like, oh my God, I was so stressed out this week. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't realize that I was overwhelmed. I was just like really frustrated with life and sort of these more existential questions yeah. about like, why is this what life is like? Why is this society? Why are humans like this? Why can't I solve any of this? Yeah. Um, and, you know, as that conversation went on and as she sort of poked and prodded, um, we figured out what sort of the topic of the session was going to be and what the work was going to be. But I wouldn't have gotten there if I hadn't just, and this was last week, if mm-hmm. I hadn't just like started talking. Uh, the week before that, though, was me just saying, like, I'm fine. So I think it's a little bit of both, but you have to be able to openly communicate. You have to be able to just say what is on your mind in that moment. And, like, when I think, uh, like many things that we talk about, a lot of these things are easier said than done. But yeah. some of the ways to sort of unlock what you need to say is like thinking about why you're feeling silent or disconnected. You know, like, are you mentally elsewhere? Are you protecting yourself for some reason? Um, 
are you upset with your therapist? And I, I know that you were saying that that grounding and meditation wasn't really as helpful for you that time that that was offered. Mm-hmm. But there's been times where I like 30 minutes before session, I'm like, oh, fuck, I forgot to think about what I want mm-hmm, to bring mm-hmm, to therapy mm-hmm. today. And doing some deep breathing and some grounding can help me just kind of take stock some things that I do when I don't know what the fuck to talk about in therapy is like try and ground myself. And then I just, when my therapist shows up in the little TV screen, I'm like, um, I kind of just go through Sunday through yeah that week. And yeah. I'm just like, these are what I was feeling on those days. And as long as that doesn't take 45 minutes giving like a retelling, oftentimes I can find something within that, mm-hmm. which is the just start talking thing. Um, Something else, though, that I think can be interesting is, like, on the times when you are feeling more on the fine and not disconnected from yourself and you don't know what to say, but, like, I had a good week. I felt loved. I did things I enjoyed. I Mm -hmm. felt productive. I Mm -hmm. got good feedback here. I Mm -hmm. got good feedback here. Thank fuck I had a good week. Yeah. That can be a time, and not in a way to stir up shit, but it can be a time to be like, listen, three weeks ago, you said this thing that in the moment I was in crisis and could not handle. I feel good this week. Let's yeah. dive into that. Yeah. And that can be a good thing to like circle back with your therapist about your treatment goals. Um, a lot of times your therapist is having to write notes about your treatment goals. So they kind of have an idea of like intake onward of like where mm. you're wanting to go and mm-hmm. thinking about that. But, but your, your goals change. Your goals change. Yeah. And so it can totally be like, hey, therapist, I don't really know where to go today. Can you talk to me about like what you've seen in the last three months or a year that you've been working with me? I'd like to reflect on like my progress and where I want to go. Yeah. And I hopefully your therapist will prompt you or offer you something or whatever. Like it's okay hopefully. to ask your therapist questions and have them talk a little bit in session. Absolutely. It is. Especially if you are not like in a limited number of like work sessions, you only have eight sessions to fix something or work on something, you know? Yeah. If you have a longstanding relationship with your therapist, it's okay to take one of those sessions to be like, can you tell me about you and what you think about me and where we're going, <laughs> yeah. please? Like, I just need to the, orient myself, you know? And I mean, listen, sometimes not every single therapy session is going to be productive. I work. think that if that is what your expectation is that you're putting on your therapist, that every single session I have got to come out of this with some tool or some exercise or something to implement into my life. And if I don't, then this whole thing is a failure. Yep. Then I'm going to ask that you reexamine what your understanding of therapy is, because it's not that like therapy psychology is human based. It is it is absolutely centered around what it means to be a human being. And just like you're not always on and always sort of ready to jump into something, um, that's not going to happen for every single therapy session. Um, But in terms of like feeling content and fine, I think that therapy, if you can bring that, that actual feeling of like, I'm fine, I'm not going to say happy. Realize I never have said the word happy. I said fine and content. which I think should be the goal for everybody. I think happiness is a fleeting thing, just like any other emotion is, sure. my personal opinion. But um, if you are bringing this, I feel fine, I feel content, um, or if you do feel happy and you haven't for a while, um, it's good to note that to your therapist because it provides a benchmark and it sort of gives you room to explore what you're doing right and how that's impacting your life. Yeah. And, I hate saying like right and wrong and all those things, but 
what you're doing that's helpful and positive for your there we life. Go. Let's say that. I love a reframe. Um, and I, I have found that really sort of helpful for myself just outside of therapy. Yeah. Like when I'm doing good, I'm like, all right, what is going on right now in life that has me feeling good? Because two weeks ago, I was a mess. Yep. And now I'm suddenly not. And I don't know what I did. So yeah. let's like go through all my behaviors over the last couple of weeks and see what happened. Yeah. Uh, that's really important. I was going to say that, like, while we're obviously sort of centering around our experiences in therapy, like, we know not all of our listeners are in therapy. We know not all of our listeners have access to therapy. We know not all of our listeners fucking want to do therapy. And that's yeah. great. Thank you for still showing up to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. But something that I think that you can do in those moments is if you're recognizing I'm feeling fine, but I'm on this journey and I'm like really sometimes if the work that you're doing is just a reflective journal and you're like I feel fine I don't know what to write about hmm. write about that yeah <laughs> you know what I mean like like spend time thinking about what it means to feel fine when was the last time you felt fine what were the circumstances surrounded around that have you ever felt fine is this a time <laughs> where you need to be like I'm just gonna fucking revel in this shit yeah. I'm gonna enjoy it I'm gonna buy myself some flowers and celebrate me I'm feeling fine and like woohoo <laughs> which you know is also at least my understanding and education on therapy is about that sort of present moment and like asking yeah. those questions around what is happening right now today yeah. which I think um, can get in the way of some people actually having a productive therapy session like if you are so worried about like what you're gonna talk about with your therapist or I don't have an issue or <laughs> I'm not experiencing a negative emotion. Um, you got, you're still in your head. Like mm -hmm. you have to sort of, you have to bring yourself into the present moment and take that present moment and have that conversation. You have to be able to say like presently, this is what is going on with me. Yep. And if that means presently, I feel fine. I have nothing to bring to the table. Um, one, your therapist isn't going to be like, okay, cool. Session canceled. Like, bye. <laughs> you still have that, 45 minutes to an hour with them yep. um they're gonna i guarantee you they're gonna find something to talk about yep like it is their job too and even if you provide them with the smallest amount of detail yeah i guarantee you they can make it into something bigger yeah at least that's been my experience and sort of what i've seen uh externally as well something that i was just thinking about too is like say you're having a good week or a fine week or whatever and like a couple days before therapy you're like Oh, I have therapy in a couple of days. That kind of feels like it will get in the way of something that I enjoy. Yes. Mm -hmm. What's that cancellation policy? Uh, maybe I just won't go to therapy this week. I've definitely done that, and I and I would recommend it. Like if you truly don't have anything to bring, if you're having a great week, I I still think you should go and talk about your great week at the yeah. end of the day because it's still information that therapists can use for something yeah. that you might not know about. Yet. Or bring that into the next session and be like, I canceled last session because yeah. I was having a great yeah. week. Let's talk about that now. Yeah. But I skipped it because I wanted to get dinner with my friend and I am much happier that I did that than come right. to you. Which I, I've done that because my, my therapy personally is during like normal work hours. Uh -huh. So I have to... Like, literally block off my calendar yeah. for work to, like, go to therapy. Yeah. Hope none of y'all are listening. Don't care. Um, but that's happened to me where I'm like, okay, this week is crazy. I'm doing fine, like, mentally. I've got it all under control. I have it all managed. I'm not feeling any kind of way. Let me use that time for something productive or um, 
or use it to like use one of the tools that she gave me from like yeah. a previous session versus like sitting there sort of just like shooting the shit with her because we've definitely had sessions like that where like it has been a full 45 minutes of us me talking in circles about nothing yeah. her like pulling things out that are like do you want to maybe talk about this does this resonate with you like is this bringing up anything for you and me being like no like not yeah. really but this happened and like I'm excited about this sometimes that happens like you're just gonna like I said not every single session is gonna be super productive like yeah. sometimes you're just gonna shoot the shit with your therapist yeah now if that's happening every single session yeah that's an issue if it's totally. even happening like two or three times a month that's an issue right but once every, every once now and then yeah. that's I think fine. It, I think it's a mix too of like setting our expectations of therapy and like needing every session to be like leading up to or experiencing a breakthrough mm -hmm. but it's also redefining what we think productive means yeah. shooting the shit can be productive Absolutely. because it is relationship building which will lead us to down the road allowing us to i trust you more and you know me better mm -hmm. so maybe we can get to something that we couldn't have seen earlier because mm -hmm. we weren't working on building this relationship yeah. obviously you're not going to your therapist to like have a third date and like get to know each other better but like i i think that that is a worthy thing to think about and is okay to think about. Something also is um, related to this conversation, but not exactly. I just wanted to shout out, there's this article written by Sam Dylan Finch, who's on Instagram, but also is a writer, um, a queer therapist, wrote this thing called Seven Things I Shouldn't, in quotes, have said to my therapist, but I'm glad I did. We've touched on some of them. I'll link it in the um, show notes. Um, but it's, uh, it's a really good article of like ways to offer critique potentially to your therapist or open up a conversation about relationship that sort of feels taboo if you have a hard time either bringing up confrontation or something like that it's a it's a great it's a great read um this but. first one on the list to be so this is uh one of the things on this list of seven uh to be honest i'm probably not gonna follow that advice yep i have said that so many times that that exact statement but like that wasn't helpful for me yep and in my experience, my therapist has always been like, that was helpful for her. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then it's helpful for all of us because she knows not to do it again or not to offer it again yep. or to reframe it or try a different avenue. Yep. So. um, Something else too is like, I've had sessions where like, it's the third session where we've been really talking about something and I'm like, I've cried about it for three weeks in a row or mm -hmm. something, you know? And I'm like, at the end of the third session, I'm like, listen, next session, I would like to talk about something else, not because I'm avoiding this, but because I don't have a lot of control about this situation and consistently bringing it up and purging these emotions has been helpful for the last three weeks. Yeah. But I want to work on like me in these other ways. Can we talk about this moving forward? And then that next session became a conversation about what I want out of therapy and what I'm liking that he's doing and mm. all that stuff. And I just, I'm naming that you can kind of set up these conversations too. It doesn't have to be just that 10 minutes before you log on where you're like, wait, what the fuck am I supposed to talk about? Like, it can also be premeditated of like, things in my life are okay. I've done some purging. I'm not avoiding emotions. I'm like definitely going there. And let's talk about something else so that I can handle this in a different way. Mm -hmm. Let me go do some homework about it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And what I'm sort of hearing from both of us is as long as you are bringing authenticity and yourself yep. to therapy, there will 
always be something to work on. You will always have a conversation. Yeah. Um, and you'll always be able to build that relationship. Yeah. I was going to say the one thing I would advise against is lying. Like, don't... <laughs> Don't come up with some shit that like isn't even actually bothering you because I have done this too. Mm-hmm. Um, just because you felt like you needed something to talk about, so right. you literally are nitpicking over like I don't know. Like I feel like one time uh, when I previously had a dog in New York, uh, I straight up was like, I have nothing to talk to my therapist about. Like I'm just gonna talk about how my dog annoyed the shit out of me. Yep, and it's like. Is there something in there? Maybe. Yeah. But like, was that actually bothering me yeah. in like a, in a like impactful way? Yeah. No. I've gone on a tangent before. And my therapist has like slightly chuckled and been like, is that what you really want to talk about? <laughs> right. Which at first I was like, bitch. <laughs> like, but then I was like, don't question what I'm bringing. Yeah. And then I was like, but like, oh. okay, thanks. Yeah, I didn't really, I, I'm not that concerned about the soup. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, which, you know, as you get to like know rough, your... Like, my lentils tender. <laughs> Which, as you develop this relationship with your therapist, they will also know if you are actually content and fine or if you're... Because this is a whole other side to this. Like, maybe you're showing up to session and saying you're fine because you don't want to bring something up or mm-hmm. bring something to the table um, when you really actually should. Yeah. And I think a qualified good therapist will pinpoint that like immediately. Yeah. Like, uh-uh, you've had two sessions now where you're like, you've had nothing. There yeah. has to be something. And like, not in a way that's like pulling something out of you that's not true, but like, yeah. again, poking and prodding, yeah. probably asking you some questions that you might not want to answer, yeah. but... I feel like a few sessions ago, my therapist, maybe it was, I mean, time's weird. It could have been six months ago. I don't know. But um, at the end of a session where I kind of just, I did the thing where I just talked and I got a couple of things out of it, but it was a little bit, it was like one of the sessions we're describing could have mm. been, you know what I mean? At the end of it, he was just like, so you talked a lot about this. Do you want to talk more about that next week? Or would you like to focus somewhere else? And allowed me some time to sit and reflect like, oh, I did a lot of talking about that. Was there something there I want to reflect on? Mm-hmm. Or was I just sort of engaging in rambling and that's okay and that's what I needed for that session? Um, it's always crazy to me how simple that is. It is literally for like the, ther- not not the therapy is easy for a therapist, but like how simple therapy. a summary followed up by like a quick question can like completely change everything. Yeah. Or like, <laughs> <It's> wild. <laughs> you're like at the end of a session and they're like, okay, so we're about to go, but um, here's a theme I saw. See you next week. And it's like, excuse me? Yeah. Like, yeah. And, then, uh, and then the next two days are fucked. <laughs> no, I mean, I do no, think that's not, not what's happening. But no, it can no, no, be, it can, it can take you to a place where you were fine and now you have something to think about. And no, I think a yeah. good therapist handles that with care, whereas a bad therapist leaves you with like open trauma. Mm-hmm. That's not good. And if that's happening, that is not what I'm saying. There is a way, though, to sort of lightly challenge um, that is not... Do you remember that one thing that haunts you? (laughs) Think about back. Bye. Like that. that, See you next week. Right. Yeah. Yeah, That's not what I mean. But But offering, like, here's a theme. Here's a summary of, like, what we sort of talked about. Maybe this is something you can reflect on through these tools, resources, exercises, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. and then let's 
start the next session with that and yep. then it gives you something to actually talk about next week yeah that's happened to me before too where it's like i was fine for this session and now the next session i'm a mess because yeah. i thought about the things that we talked about in this session mm-hmm. so long story short i feel like bringing your contentment fineness and i'm not talking about good looking fineness <laughs> um and happiness even even though i don't really want to toss that into that category um is a absolutely okay and um if you ever feel like you're struggling to like come up with a topic for therapy i challenge you to do the exact opposite of that and not think about it at all and just go into therapy and start talking Mm -hmm. and see what happens like if it if you do it two or three times and it ends up being a completely unproductive conversation then maybe start thinking of other ways that like let's dig into maybe meditating before you go into therapy let's dig into a little bit more of that um setting up goals checking with your therapist and like asking more questions about them but i for me i think first step should be um just start talking just try it and don't even try to think about it and i mean i found that helpful i don't really think too much about oh god what am i going to talk to her about i mean like it's easy to be like don't hold anxiety about that yeah obviously that's something that you can work on but i think outside of i feel like we've offered a lot of options that you can take but outside of the just start talking another thing is like challenge their your therapist to do some work say i don't know what to talk about can you offer me some things? Mm-hmm. That is a completely fine and yeah. beautiful thing to ask your therapist they to work. They're keeping a full notebook on you. That they yes. will literally crack the thing open and be like, well... They're getting your copay and insurance. I see on March 6, 2019, you were <laughs> yeah. stressed out about this. So. <laughs> yeah. And that was never resolved. So yeah. let's talk about it. Yeah. Um, I think we got some good stuff here, though. Yeah. Uh, do you want to take a quick break? Let's take a break and wrap this thing up. Go! We're almost ready to come. And we are back to take some meds. Let's pop some pills. You go first. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I had two separate like things with some pals happen this week. One a little bit more planned. One kind of unexpected. Um, and both just brought me so much joy. Um, you know, I'm seeing friends, obviously, less and less frequently um, mm-hmm. because of COVID and trying to space out social engagements and masks and inside and all these things it's fucking cold it's hard to hang out outside but um both times that i did i just felt my spirit be really rejuvenated and i was able to offer compliments and get compliments and share love like i just um i'm reveling in the love of friendship right now that is Amazing. Yeah. And it's annoying. It's, it's actually really fucking annoying. Yeah. Everyone's like, gross. I hate my friends. Um, <laughs> no, it's actually, that's, I really like to hear that because uh, I was going to use my take your meds to revel in friend of the podcast, Gary. Aww. Gary McCreer um, is out here in these streets. I want to shout out his recent um I guess, I don't know, article, showcase, feature? Feature. feature that's the word. Feature uh, in O Magazine, I think. Wow. Uh, it's either that or in style. Sorry if I'm I think it's something. I think it's O Magazine. Okay. It's, I think it's O Magazine. And then he has another one coming out soon that I might have just ruined for everybody. Sorry. But um, we'll link it in the show notes. Yeah, so we're going to link it. Whichever one it is, we'll um, link it. Go check out Gary, who joined us for... Uh, talking about spirituality. Episode 13. Episode thir- lucky 13. Go hear our um, our old microphones. Yeah. Great content. 
questionable quality. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the, the content is there for you to still go back and listen to. Um, shout out to Gary. Like I said, friend of the podcast. And we are so, so very proud of you. Love you, babes. What's our homework this week? Well, this episode is coming out. That swallow. I was like, what is it? Well, gulp. <laughs> um, this episode is coming out on February 24th, which means it'll be the last episode of Black History Month. Yep. Um, listen, Black History Month is like a thing, I guess. But like, I live Black History Month every day of my life. Uh, except for the days that I don't remember the Obama sisters. So We didn't have to remind them. <laughs> listen, I just want to keep myself honest. Okay. So... I, I live black history and black excellence every single day of my life. And I know a lot of y'all out there don't know what that means and don't know how to do it. Um, but guess what? You can figure it out because uh, you should still be out there supporting black businesses. You should mm-hmm. still be out there doing anti-racism work. Yeah. So your homework this week is to keep doing that yeah. because I didn't forget. Yeah. And just because the moment, and this is in quotes, the moment passed, yeah. it actually didn't. Yeah. Black Lives Matter wasn't just black for the lives summer. Black Lives still matter. And I... February's hey, over. It's still okay And to, black people are still getting shot. Yeah. So just because you might not hear about it as much or it's not happening in your uh, city or town or state yep. doesn't mean it's not happening. There are so many black lives that um, aren't talked about, that aren't, I was going to say featured, yeah. uh, that aren't talked about. So continue doing the work, continue making an impact because like I said last year... Um, this ain't on black people. Like, this was not yeah. our problem. We didn't create this problem. You cannot look at us to fix it for you. Yeah. We already built you a fucking country. So what else do you want? Yeah. <laughs> I think if you have some money and you're listening to this episode, there are, um, well, there's a couple black trans focused mutual aid GoFundMes that are linked on our stuff every week. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some Texas specific mutual aid stuff that's coming up. Again, we talked about this a lot when we first started the podcast, but like developing your own personal reparations practice, but essentially continue to support anti-racism and learning more and diving into the history. I think we don't get that shit in school. So like put that on you to go find out. Google is free. All you got to do is type in anti-racism work and supporting black businesses. I guarantee you, (laughs) you will find plenty of options to get yourself started yeah you can also go stream and pay for the music of our wonderful marquee and shanti darling um thank you for letting us use their music on the podcast um you can follow us on instagram at qbt pod and twitter don't forget to subscribe and share thank you to ali kilts for editing and production and obviously big big thanks to carlos and kiana for promotions and all their help um I'm going to go put on uh, rain boots and a thong. Rain boots and a thong. Yeah. I'm. Thank God that's all I'm wearing. That's all you're wearing My right titties now. have been out all episode. You got to change the mullet and beard, but you got the outfit Yeah, ready. there we go. There we go. <laughs> um, okay. Bye, Bye, friends. Bye. Mm-hmm. Trying to talk slick. All up in my ear and shit. Ha, ha, ha.